Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View and Happy New Year. Uh, welcome to this wonderful uh, place in coastal Mississippi. I hope you're having a great day. This is the place every single day where we celebrate the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live work and play. Had my friend Steve Azar yesterday and we reflected on the holidays and so much uh, so much to be thankful for in this great state. And today, uh, it, I mean, it would only be fitting that given the conversations that my friend Robbie D'Angelo and I have had over the past three years about how to get your mind and your body in shape so you can enjoy life and live in the moment and have as you know has as, as little worries in the world as you as you can possibly manage. Um, it would seem proper to have Robbie today to wish you a happy uh, New Year and to sort of start taking the steps to to have a healthy not just January but a healthy 2023. Without any further ado, let me bring my friend Robbie D'Angelo into the conversation. How you doing, Robbie? Ricky, I am doing fantastic, and happy New Year's to everyone. I hope you're. I hope you had a great holidays and ready for a fantastic year. Well, listen, uh, Robbie, you and I we've chat. We chat a lot. I pay a lot close attention to you on on uh, your social media, and um, but you know, for people who have not heard us before, before we get into a conversation about how we kind of you know tend to to loosen up during the holidays as it relates to sort of our weight and how we feel about things. Um, it's no matter where you are, it's not too late. Today's a great time to get started. And we're going to get, we're going to come back to that in just a second and say, you know, we can, we'll start the journey with you starting today. Why don't you remind people what it is you do? So my title is a mental optimization expert. I do a lot of coaching and speaking around that space. I also work in companies on human capital, which is a lot of leadership and culture and communication. But my, my true passion is just getting people to their potential. How, how, do we, how do we remove the limiting beliefs and the things that are holding you back to get you to be the best version of yourself? It's really interesting because if you go back and, and look at your, your story, uh, an over 300-pound lineman at Southern Miss with a very successful career, and then you came out of school and you looked at yourself and you said, "Uh-oh, this is this is not a good place to be." You went on a mission, you got yourself in shape, you got your mind straight, you end up becoming sort of a, you know, I would say maybe a trainer at one point, like in the early days, and then you evolved to human optimization coach, realizing that. That that you got to have your mind right before you can before you can have your sort of physical self right, and then that's evolved. You you I love the way you moved from coastal Mississippi to Florida to to change your surroundings. Not that you're you're not coming back on a regular basis, and not that you don't still have clients and others you care about here in coastal Mississippi. But you you change your surroundings, you you raised your bar even higher. Uh, you you have really gotten into corporate talking and uh, you know, the larger groups in a corporate setting. You've learned a lot about what it takes to succeed, haven't you? 
It's been a complete draw by fire, if I'm honest with you, because I didn't come from an entrepreneurial background. Both my parents love them to death. They're teachers and coaches. Um, so a lot of what I'm having to do now was trial by fire. It was finding really great mentors and coaches in my own life. Um, a lot of self-study, self-learning. Um, I tell people all the time, YouTube is the best ROI of my life. Um, I pay for premium, and that's been the biggest payback I've ever experienced in my life. So yeah, it's it's been a it's been a self growth, self development journey. But the thing I'm so thankful for is the wisdom I've been able to collect along the way, and all the wisdom that I'm looking forward to collecting in my future. Because I, I know that as far as I've come, I still have a long way I want to go. Yeah. Well, you and I have discussed this, but it's worthy of being sort of repeated. That the more we learn, the more we better learn how much we don't know. That life is a journey. It's a learning. It's a journey of self-discovery. It's it's a journey of learning. And the more you learn, the more humble you better get. And and that keeps you thirsty to want to learn more. Certainly, as a publisher, I felt that way. You know, throughout my life. But you know, I go back early in my life, Robbie, and I think about when my father died. I was I was only uh, 21 years old, and I and I. You know, I had visions of one day maybe taking over his business. I had been in pre-med, and I decided to go back to school. And as you and I discussed before, kind of rebuilt my my educational foundation. Got a full scholarship to Southern, Southern and, uh, you know, was very focused on my academics. And I did an internship at the Sun-Herald, and the rest is history. But I went on to get an MBA. But I, if I think back at the things that made the biggest difference for me, it was uh, it was reading just about every book that Zig Ziglar wrote. Learning how to how to set goals, learning how to overcome the odds. I, Anthony Robbins, I mean his his book, his his first book. He's written several since, but about how to really set goals and how to be determined and how to be a monomaniac on a mission. You know things like Norman Vincent Peale and others that teach you how to communicate and how to strive for excellence. I spent a lot of my time in my early life really sort of understanding what it really means to work hard, burn the midnight oil, and set goals. And, uh, you know, building a, a sort of a framework for a process to be successful, whether it's going to school or whether it's in your career, or whether it's working out and trying to be healthy, or whether it's your, your mindset, uh, training yourself to do that, it's, uh, it's, a really, it's a really good foundation, isn't it? It really is. And what it does, it, it, it expands your perspective and it gives you new insight. Uh, my goal is always uh, book a week. Um, and here kind of in my and, you know, getting through the holidays, I had a little more free time. So I was a little bit ahead of that. Um, but, you know, just consuming knowledge, whether it's be podcasts, shows like this um, or just books and so many ways out there consuming information. What you're trying to do is you're trying to gain new perspectives. You're trying to gain new skills and you're really trying to, you know, just be a better person. Right. And so many of us, I mean, I'm not even going to get into the stats of the amount of books people read past school. It, it's something like 20 percent of people read a book past the time they graduate college. And it's such a sad stat to me because there's so many brilliant people out there we can learn from. And, you know, why repeat the same mistakes other pe people have made? Right. If I can read a book and not make that same mistake, my life is going to be better off for it. And I, I think that's something we really miss if we're not in that constant pursuit of knowledge. And, you know, as you pointed out, technology really enables learning today. I mean, you, you, you get into the right feeds on YouTube or even in social media 
And man, there is so much to learn. There's so many inspiring people that are literally dedicating their life. They've had tremendous success in their life. They continue to learn, like you, for example, mm-hmm. this iteration that you're going through. Who knows where you'll be five years from now? I mean, really, honestly, who knows? Because what what I love about where you are is that you you are in a mode of I never I will never arrive that I'm on this journey to maximize my potential and as you learn more and gain more capabilities your potential broadens and the scope of your impact broadens and who knows where that's going to take you and that's true with anyone who who is dedicated to constant learning but technology man I, I have a on Instagram I I have a almost an entire feed now that's focused on just people who have inspirational thoughts. And, and I, someone said the other day, talking about writing a journal, a journal, I don't literally write a journal, but the opportunity to do this show in a way sort of creates for me a journal every morning. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm capturing uh, positive quotes and I'm, I'm preparing for conversations with people like you and I'm writing lots of notes around that. And in a way I'm capturing what's in my mind at this moment. And I can go back over the last three years, I've been talking five days a week for three years. I've been writing all this down and there's the fodder for an amazing book about leadership in coastal Mississippi. I'll never write it. But the point is I'm still sharing these stories and I'm, I'm getting as much from it as I'm giving. It's, it's like I'm living in this. You feel that same way, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of the, I think, the greatest gifts as to what I do for a living is as much as I'm helping my clients, they're helping me too. One, one of my favorite things in my practice is when a client presents me a new problem, a problem that I've never solved before, because it, it gets me excited. Like, oh, hold on. I need to go learn a new skill. I need to get better at something and that's, you know, the whole reason even over the last year, I started doing more relationship coaching and more communication coaching. I never thought I'd be in that field, but I, I saw the clients struggling with that. So I'm like, OK, in order to help them, I need to go get better at this. So it's such a reciprocal relationship. And that's the biggest thing that I tell people is your relationships are always the biggest teacher in your life. It's so interesting because it's again, it's like every step of your sort of maturation as uh, uh, in your field has been adding more dimensions, adding more dimensions. You know, what are the dimensions that will get added in the future? You know, it'd be it's going to be interesting to see. What I love about what you've done is the the way you add those dimensions is not just not just educating yourself, but it's surrounding yourself with people who have a positive influence on you, whether it be the coaches that you have. I mean, you've got your own coaches. I, I can only imagine, let's say, for example, a CEO that you might you might uh, do some work for who, who needs your help personally and maybe inside their company, that think of what you can offer to them to help with their relationships and their goal setting and think of what they can provide to you about entrepreneurship and running a business and all the opportunities that you have. In fact, when we come back on the other side, I want you to talk a little bit about what you're getting from these relationships because there's a lot to learn there about surrounding yourself with people who can have a positive influence on your life. When we get back, we'll continue our conversation with Robbie DeAngelo. We'll see you after this break. live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. And listen, Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a wonderful holiday and ready to hit the ground running with the with the new year, which is one of the reasons I invited Robbie D'Angelo to join me today. He is uh, He's an inspiring guy who has a great story to tell, and he has wonderful feedback and uh, and guidance to give about how to tackle this new year, which we'll get to in just a second. But when we went to the break, we were kind of focusing a bit on, on why it's important to surround yourself with people who can positively influence you. Because we've, we've had these conversations before that too many people are focused around, or, or, excuse me, or, or surrounded by people who are negative, who can't really do anything but tear you down or, or keep you in sort of a negative aura. And uh, Robbie's always coached us to, to, you know, we have to be smart about who should be in our life and who should not be in our life. The point that I was making is some of his clients he's working with almost uh, probably have as much to give as, as to Robbie as Robbie has to give to them. And I, w- I was curious about um, what, what a relationship like that might look like and what do you get from it, Robbie? You know, a lot of my practice isn't necessarily giving advice more than it is asking powerful questions. That's that's one of the greatest skill sets a coach can have is asking powerful questions. So by going deep and asking those questions, you, you get to see – truly what motivates someone and you know the reasons why they do the things they do and a lot of times it challenges your own perspective when you're asking powerful questions and learning from other people you know it challenges you like oh am i thinking big enough or oh man like they're looking at it from this perspective maybe if i looked at it from a different perspective too i could see it you know in a, in a real motivating way for me one of my clients last week <clears throat> He was going into his end of the year meeting um, with his entire company and he was having trouble setting goals because he just, you know, he's, he's got a really good company and he just wasn't really fired up. But what I, what, what I made him realize through asking the right questions was it wasn't the numbers that fired him up. It was the people that fired him up. It was creating success for people inside of his company that really motivated him. And it, it reminded me about something of a goal that I have of building a successful coaching company with other coaches um, inside of it. And it just, it's that always at getting that feedback and that challenging viewpoints of, you know, you're really meant for more. A lot of times we're just stuck in our own, you know, self-doubt, self-pity, whatever it may be. And we're not seeing the potential of what could be. And that's, that's the real benefit of surrounding yourself with people that are living life to their capacity is that they challenge you to stop living small and to really make an impact in the world. That, that's pretty amazing. Has your company grown to the extent that you're contracting with other other coaches to join you in efforts inside corporations? I do. Um, when I when I take on a company, I do have a couple coaches that I have to bring on board to help me um, with those. So my one-on-one coaching is still my one-on-one coaching. But when I work with a company, a lot of times I do have to I have a, you know kind of a roster of different people that I can pull in to help me. That's that's pretty cool in and of itself. Hey, listen, um, it is. the holidays. The, I mentioned to you at one point that uh, during the holidays, I I got on a scale and had gained a couple of pounds. I'm I'm very aware of exactly where I am in any given moment because I have I've really taken a sort of a, a lifelong commitment to trying to keep my mind straight and trying to keep my physical self straight because I want to. I've got some bad genes in my family, and uh, I've done a good job so far fighting those genes, but it's, it takes 
it takes uh, you know living a healthy lifestyle, you know, eating properly and exercising like a like a wild man, which I've done for over forty years. But you know what happens during the holidays is that people tend to drop their guards, and 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 it starts actually, it may start even a little bit before Thanksgiving, and then it starts to. Thanksgiving comes and it's almost like Thanksgiving is opening the door to freedom. (laughs) We're going to, we're not going to pay attention to these things that that at times can be agonizing, which is I can't eat that right now because it's going to, it'll take me over my calorie load for the day. Or maybe I got to go work out and I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling today, but I'm still going to go. People sort of put some of those conversations to the to the back seat for a period of time and before they know it it's today january the third <laughs> what causes that talk, talk us through the the process of people sort of falling off the bandwagon it's it's definitely multifaceted um on one side of it it's seasonal depression that people are eating their feelings away on the other side of it is if we're honest especially in the south we associate food with happiness Food, gatherings, people, parties, like that for us is some of the best times of our life. And the thing about the holiday stretch from Thanksgiving, really in the South, it's from Thanksgiving to Mardi Gras. Um, (laughs) But what happens is, is normally we have like maybe one of those a month, right? Now we're having one of those a week. If not a couple times a week, we're gathering in families and we'll have like a two or three day period where we're eating like that and just surrounded by food and drink. And it just it happens a lot more. And we just we're so caught up in just enjoying the moment, having fun that we forget about our goals and then we wake up 30 days later and we're like, oh, what did I just do? <laughs> well, Robbie, why is it so I mean, I, I feel I've felt this way myself before, but I've heard many people say it. It's so hard to lose it. But it is so easy to get it back. I mean, it may take you six months to lose it. And then 30 days, you blew it. Why is that? A lot of what that is, is, you know, when we put on the weight, we're consuming so many excess calories, right? Instead of on a 2,000 calorie a day diet, we might go up to like four or 5,000 calories. And we might do that consecutively, where if you think about dieting, if you're supposed to be eating 2,000 calories, but to lose what you got to eat, you know, 1800, 1600, that's only a two to 400 calorie deficit. But when you're gaining, you're actually eating two to 3000 calories more than you're supposed to. So it's really just a calories in calories out equation. But you know, when we're in that excess period, we're eating so many more, we're not just eating an extra 200 calories. We're not just eating an extra 400 calories. A lot of times it's thousand, 2000 extra calories. And that's, that's why it happens so fast. Yeah, it is amazing. Actually, you know, I was thinking the other day, I had there was a, a piece of cake that had uh, some, I'm trying to remember, I think it had um, cream cheese in it, and then it had icing on top of it. And I started to think about what would a four or six ounce slice of that be in terms of calories? And I started to do some 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 research on that. And man, I found anything from 600 calories to 1200 calories, some even more than that. For one slice, Robbie, one slice. Some people have two slices, and they might put a little ice cream on top of it. Yeah, I'll give you a perfect example of that. Um, I know on the coast, crumble cookies have gotten really popular, right? Everybody loves them going to get the cookie, and they look at the nutrition label on the board. Oh, it's only 230 calories, but there's an asterisk behind that 230. And if you go on their website and look, that 230 calories in that cookie is for a fourth of the cookie. 
So you're eating almost a thousand calories in one cookie, but we just, we don't think about a time. We just think about how good the cookie is and how much we enjoy it. <laughs> just imagine. And then of course, when the family gets together, there's these, um, there are these uh, uh, appetizers that are part of the tradition of the family, and then then the meal happens, and it's multifaceted meal, and then you know you're already in a coma, and then here come the desserts and the yeah. candies and the you know the mint cookies and the oh my gosh oh my gosh, and then so you think okay I lived through that that's fine. But then the next day you're eating leftovers. In fact, leftovers actually actually last you for three or four days afterwards. And then you come to, and then something happens and you think, well, you know, I got to get back on it today. Oh, my gosh, we got an opportunity to go to dinner tonight. Well, I, I, tomorrow I'll get started tomorrow. And it's like that for the rest of the holidays, isn't it? <laughs> That, that's the spiral. That is absolutely the spiral. And what you're talking about with these family meals is, let's be honest, most of these family meals that we're having, look, I'm Italian. There's no such thing as nutrient-dense Italian food. It's all very calorie-dense. Yeah. And most of these casseroles and cookies and all this are very calorie-dense. So like we talked about earlier, you know, that typical meal, you could be eating you know, three to 5,000 calories in one sitting. And then we wonder why, you know, dieting and, and being at a 200 calorie deficit, why it takes so long to get that weight off. Well, it's because you ate 5,000 calories in one meal and then you did it for three or four days in a row. Um, and that just, it makes it hard. But there's actually like the problem is your brain loves those foods and it yeah. creates an addiction cycle in your brain where your brain just starts craving it. When you eat one of those meals, your brain's like, okay, give me some more. And it's just a real hard mental battle at that point. And then you add, you know, okay, forget about, forget about uh, the role that alcohol plays and maybe, maybe even increasing the amount of intake. You mm -hmm. forget about some, you know, maybe some family friction that creates some depression or some, you know, some emotional issues. Just, I'm saying, in a normal situation, all the relationships are healthy. There's not over you know, over intake of alcohol that's influencing the, the eating behavior. Just normal. The reality is that people enjoy being with one another. Okay, so you got you got people that are coming together that don't get to see each other on a daily basis. And then in my family, for example, you've got this combination on my on Anne's side of the family, a combination of French and Yugoslavian food that sort of, sort of came together and create this like smorgasbord of, of wonderful desserts and foods that are the, are the absolute die for. And you add it all up and it's just such a great feeling with, with coming together. And people people are having you know, under those circumstances, they're overindulging. But, man, you start adding bad relationships and alcohol to the mix. And, man, it can, it, can, it can roll in the wrong direction quickly. When we come back with Robbie, we'll talk about that part of it. And then we'll, we'll kind of move on from there. We, we've, you know, pretty much, you know, let you know how you got where you are here on January the 3rd. And we're going to talk about some things you can do to make a difference you know what can your what can your new lease on 2023 really be we'll see you after this he's the former president and publisher of the sun herald and now he's on the radio welcome to coast view with ricky matthews on super talk mississippi gulf coast 103.1 welcome back to coast view robbie and i chuckled a little bit during the break to say 
Wow, I think we've done a pretty good job of, of describing how we all, us included, have these challenges during the holidays. But before we before we move to solutions, let's talk about the role that alcohol plays in this moment that we described a few minutes ago. And we got all this food and family and all this, and how and how you know some maybe some tension in relationships could contribute to the situation. Talk about that. Yeah, look, you know, I'm absolutely not opposed to alcohol, but in, you know, in drinking that, we do have to understand what it does to our body. Um, not only does alcohol increase appetite because it, it lowers your inhibition, right? It, it lowers the judgment part of your brain that most of the time will tell you to stop. Alcohol just kind of lets you go. Um, but on the other side of that, alcohol actually, once you introduce alcohol into your bloodstream, it stops fat metabolism. So your body's ability to burn body fat actually gets shut off when you start drinking alcohol. So that's kind of the negative side to that during the holiday season, even though we all do it. Um, and then on what Rick was bringing up also about like family stress and seasonal depression, um, what that does is it increases a hormone in your body called cortisol. And that's your fight or flight hormone um, that was in the old days reserved for like when you're getting attacked by a saber tooth tiger. No, now it's, you know, by family, your job, whatever it is. But cortisol high levels of cortisol during the holidays actually causes your body to store more body fat because it's preparing it needs that energy for a fight um so guys i just want to warn you about that you like do the best you can to manage your stress because that'll lower your alcohol consumption but it'll also lower your ability to store body fat so this is how we get this is how we get here on january the (laughs) third And uh, some do better than others during that period. I was the majority of people, I think, probably look back on the holidays usually with a little bit of regret. You know, I wish I'd have paid a little bit more attention. I'm amazed how fast time flies. Um, it's amazing how fast time flies. Um, I, I saw a quote. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But it's a quote from Carl Sagan. And Carl Sagan, the famous astronomer, I remember watching all those videos and philosophy about him and, you know, contemplating the universe. But here's the quote. He said, we are like butterflies who flutter for a day and think it is forever. <laughs> you know, the, 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 you know the, we time does fly. It, it really does fly. And uh, we don't we don't we don't appreciate uh, how quickly time will catch up on us and. Um, and so here we are, it's January 3rd. So, Robbie, what is your advice to people as they enter the new year? The biggest thing, um, I'll tell you the first thing you need to do is just kind of own where you're at. Take some accountability. Um, stop blaming it on the holiday. Stop just say, hey, look, I made these decisions. Because what that does is it gives you your power back. Because if you made those decisions, now you have the power to make different decisions and understand that there is hope in change um, the second thing is just get really clear on your 2023 goals. Um, and what I want to talk to you about there is something that I, I've seen in my own practice and my own self, to be honest with you. The sad stat about New Year's resolutions and any goals really is only 8% of goals get accomplished. And I, I hate seeing that number. It's, re- it's really low. And what I want to challenge you to do in 2023 is, yes, dream big. But I want you to set really small goals. It might be a daily goal. It might be a, hey, look, I'm going to make it to Friday. This is what I'm going to do this week. Have your big dreams, but set really small goals because I find that's what keeps a lot of people from accomplishing their goals. They're too big and scary. 
right? But if we can just really, really boil them down to the micro and say, you know what? Like when I was bodybuilding, my goal was, hey, just win today until you go to sleep tonight. Just make it until bedtime. And if you do that enough days in a row, you're going to win. So that is so important. Uh, you know, one of the things that, as I, we talked about this the last show, but I, I started plotting food intake and they've got great apps out there. You know, people should look into it. I use the Fitbit app. It's it's good because of a Fitbit watch. It ties it all together, measures the, the calorie uh, burn that I do each day and, um, you know, measures my steps. It really, it really tracks a lot. So it measures your sleep. Um, it will, if you want to measure your water intake, you can plot that as well, but food intake, and it's got a database that makes it easy to understand the calories. I've learned a lot over the last many months, learned a lot about, you know, what, where calorie count is in food and how much, you know, portion size and stuff like that. But, but the one thing I've learned, and you and I've talked about this before, Robbie, but I think it's really important. And that is that you can't lose weight in a short period of time if you're really serious about it. it you have to maybe one, maybe two uh, uh, pounds a week, maybe at best. But just t- if you if you just as you pointed out, if you, you you have to understand what your burn is and what your daily calorie intake is, and then you have to decide you're going to do a ten or twenty percent uh, mm-hmm. deficit to that. And then slowly but surely over a long period of time, if you t- approach it that way. It's a lot more manageable, isn't it? Yeah, we're not even going to talk about the stats of the people who do crash diet, fad diet, that the vast majority of them just end up putting the weight back on and actually more. Um, So that's, you know, there's so many stats out there about why crash dieting, fad dieting is bad for you. But I'll give you a perfect example, Ricky, was when I lost my initial weight, I lost over 100 pounds in a year and people were blown away by that. How did you do that? I was like, it's simple. I lost two pounds a week. I just focused on that small goal. Say, hey, this week I'm going to lose two pounds. There's 52 weeks in a year. That's 104 pounds. But all I did, I didn't focus on the 100 pounds. I focused on the two pounds. And I just I just tried to win this week. Like, hey, look, let's just make it to this week. Let's win this week and let's lose these two pounds. And by doing that, I developed a healthy lifestyle. I was in it for the long run. And I was doing things that were making me healthier, not making me skinnier. Because there's a big difference between those two things. There is a big difference. There is a big difference. And um, and it's important. But you, you'll get one with the other if you're smart about it, if you're really f- smart about it, if you if you really, really, truly focused on being healthy. Um, and then to correspond with that, you know, t- talk about sort of the exercise regimen that should go with that. Okay, here's my thing with exercise, and I'll tell anybody this. Find something you enjoy doing. I tell this to all my clients past um, in the past. It's like, hey, look, I don't care what you do. Find something you enjoy doing. One of my clients right now, she hated the gym. She didn't like, you know, anything that made her like jump up and down. Like she just adverse to anything um, exercise, but she fell in love with dancing. She would go dance. She would go two or three nights a week and dance for like four or five hours. And like dance classes and salsa classes, and she was burning a ton of calories. I'm like, that's what it is. It's finding ways to move your body that you actually enjoy. I mean, just think about this. If you're a sedentary individual that doesn't exercise, how much of a difference would it make walking your dog for 20 minutes a day? 
right? It's, yeah. It can be so simple as that, but it's something you enjoy doing. Find that thing you enjoy doing and be consistent. Consistency is the number one attribute to weight loss. Listen, Robbie, I think I mentioned this to you before, but when I became publisher of the Sun Herald, one of the very first things I said is, I'm never going to mow my yard again. <laughs> Finally, I'm going to get me a yard guy. And I did for a lot of years. But um, but one of the things I ultimately realized was, and this is being creative, because if I cut my yard, it takes several miles to cut my yard. You know, Because not that my yard is necessarily that large, it's just that it's, uh, you know, when you do all those laps back and forth, back and forth, you got a big backyard next door, there's a big hill, have to go up and down the hill. I came to the realization that I just need to get me a push mower and, and I'll get my, it's a, it's a, listen, it's a self-propelled mower, but, but I, what I have done now is I track how my heart's responding to that going up and down the hills and pushing, you know, even though it's self-propelled, you still have to maneuver it, et cetera. And, um, Man, I mean, it's incredible. You know, during the summertime months, you know, a couple of times a week, I'm out there cutting the yarn, and I can get you know fourteen, fifteen thousand steps in just cutting the yarn. But I, I realized that, man, that's people. People say, "You, why are you doing that? You're going to hurt yourself. Hurt myself? I'm actually getting some of the best exercise of my life doing that on a, you know a couple of days a week." But that's just an example of how you can be creative. What you did, Ricky, that's so powerful is you did a reframe. So your old frame was, I hate cutting grass. Your new fr new frame was, oh, this is exercise. And I enjoy it because it's making me stronger. I'm burning calories. I was the same way. Um, when I owned my house, I look, I have allergies. So I, I hate cutting grass because all the after effects of cutting grass. But then like it was an opportunity for me to go get some vitamin D and get some exercise. So I actually started enjoying cutting my grass for the same reason you did because, oh, I'm burning calories right now. Like I'm getting skinnier by cutting my grass. So let, let's go cut the grass. And that's a lot of what it is. Like, you know, going to the grocery store, everybody's searching for that close parking spot. Park out near the road and think about it. I'm getting my steps in. No, I'm getting some exercise, right? It's these small little reframes that you're looking at something negative. You can actually turn it into something positive because it's helping you. And once again, it's the mindset piece. It is the mindset, man. It's all about the mindset. And, you know, I think for people who have not heard us talk before, let's remind people. I'll tell you what, we're coming to the end of the segment. Is that right, Kyle? Okay, why don't we do this? On the other side, I want to remind people the importance of sleep and, and why that's important. The importance of just walking. The importance of hydration. The import, I mean, we... I can't tell you how many people I talk to, and I'll say, it'd be like the afternoon, my friends will say, you know, I'm just not feeling right. I said, let me ask you a question. How many glasses of water have you drank today? Well, not, not any. Okay, well, let's start with that, and we'll have a conversation. But we'll talk about the importance of hydration. We're visiting with my friend Robbie D'Angelo. We'll see you after this. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View, and, and again, Happy New Year to you here on this January the 3rd. It's amazing that 2022 is already behind us. And I'm visiting with my friend, Robbie D'Angelo. And I do say, my friend, it's interesting, Robbie, I don't, I'm going to have to go back and, and count, but we sort of knew each other. I knew your family. Uh, I knew your little brother really well because he he was at at uh, at St. Patrick's about the same time my kids were there, but um, 
But again, I knew of you. I really enjoyed watching you play football at Southern Miss. Those were some fun days. But 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 you know, I didn't know you that well. And so, so you know, we've slowly but surely over this last three years gotten to know each other really well. We've had these these deep conversations, and just like we were saying in the first segment, and then into the second segment, my association with you has been good for me. It's been good for me to be reminded of these things. But it's important to understand, even for someone like myself who's been involved in physical fitness for over 40 years, the importance of sleep, I can't overestimate or overstate how important that is. And I, I track my sleep every single night. I know exactly how, how much REM sleep I get, how much shallow sleep I get, how much, how much I'm awake, because everybody's awake during the night. And I know how I compare. The good thing about Fitbit is it compares you with people your age and tells you sort of where you are on that. On heart health, it does the same thing. I know exactly where I am compared to other people my age. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a really good tool. But, but the bottom line is that eating, eating healthy, getting sleep, and hydration, drinking plenty of water, is um, it's one of them, and then walking. Some of the most important tools you can use. Why don't you reemphasize for people who are just getting started how important those elements are to get sort of setting the stage? Yeah, you know, everybody's always looking for the magic pill, the quick fix, um, the fad diet, what's hot this year. And it really is as simple as what you just said. Um, something as little as getting the right amount of REM sleep increases your metabolism. It increases your insulin um, sensitivity. So something as little as sleep actually helps you lose weight. Um, I read one study where if people would get an hour extra sleep, it's actually the equivalent to going on a 20, 30 minute walk for your metabolism. Um, so sleep is just crucial for your brain function, for your body to repair itself, for you know every function in your body. And then the next pillar would be water. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like I hear some people, oh, I've got a headache this afternoon, or I think I'm just tired, or they just complain about these little micro, you know, things. And I'm like, well, how much water have you had? And they're like, oh, I had some coffee. I had a Red Bull. I'm like, no, that's not hydration. Um, how much actually are you hydrating your body? And it's just, it's crazy. Like we know the importance of it, yet we don't do it. And I, I can't stand when people say, oh, well, I don't like drinking water. Put lemon in it. Put something in it. You know, like flavor it somehow. Um, but get your hydration in. And then, yes, when it comes to like all these fad diets and all these things, like guys, just eat healthy. Eat as close farm to table as you can. Cut out sugar and processed foods, and don't overcomplicate it. Right? Always, always, always. Um, Occam's razor. The the simple solution is more than likely the right solution. Um, and then just move. Just get off your butt and move. Go for the walk. <laughs> I don't care. It's walking circles around your house if you're on a phone call. Um, just move. Stop being so sedentary because um, people do overcomplicate. They're trying to play you know, chess when it's really just a game of checkers. Just take the next right move. You don't have to think 10 steps ahead. Just take the next right move, and all that will have a compounding effect on your health. I had uh, someone who was important to me had uh, surgery recently, and we waited in the ICU waiting room. And when I got up there, I got up there before some other folks got up there, and I looked at my watch, and I had I had not really gotten many steps in because I'd gotten up early and gotten in the car and made a long drive. And um, so I said, well, here we go. You know, I made a couple quick phone calls, got in the corner of the ICU, and I just started doing laps. 
I'm sure people thought I was crazy. But by the time by the time others got there, I had already walked a mile and a half just just in that little space that I had you know figured out. But that's what you do. Hey, while you were talking, I was looking at this cup that I'm that I'm here. It's a little Yeti cup. It's 14 ounces. Okay, so my morning. This is every single morning without fail. Well, first thing I do, um, I, I unload dishwasher and, you know, and prepare, you know, the coffee for my wife and, you know, do all that. Okay, then I pour this up full, 14 ounces, and I drink it, and then I do it again, 14 ounces. That's 28 ounces that I'm taking before I've even taken many steps, right out the bat. And, and it just supercharges my system. And then I'll have a cup of coffee after that. But I won't go in to a cup of coffee with an empty stomach. But that's just, it makes a difference when you start your day with a lot of water, doesn't it? Well, it, it activates every cell in your body. It activates your metabolism. Like, hey, you want a, metab- you want a fat loss pill? Go drink some water um, and drink a ton of it. Just that your body processing that water and, you know, having the energy in your cells. And look, you drink a lot of water, you got to get up and walk to the bathroom a lot. So there's so many little benefits to drinking water. And, you know, I was talking to a group of athletes last week, you know, Every percentage point you go down in dehydration, how much it affects your mental capacity. Um, so, yeah, like just get your water, drink 20 ounces when you first get up, and then just through the day, just keep hammering it and like set a timer on your phone, buy one of those jugs that has a countdown on it. Like, just do what you need to do to get your water in. Well, Robbie, that's good. That's great advice for, for people that who are really looking forward to sort of setting the course to having a great 2023. And we'll have you back in a few weeks and we'll check in and see how people are doing. And uh, Happy New Year to you, my friends, and continued success. Thank you, Ricky. I appreciate you so much. Everyone have a blessed 2023. I wish you the best. And if you ever need me, please reach out to me on social media. Thank you, Robbie. We'll see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.